2 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah began Hoshea the son of Ella to reign in Samaria over Israel, and reigned nine years. When Ahaz had been king in Judah for twelve years, that was when Hoshea began to reign in Israel. 2. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, yet not as the kings of Israel that were before him. Hoshea was evil, he practiced paganism, but not as badly as some of the other kings before him like Jeroboam I and Ahab. 3. Against him came up Shalmaneser king of Assyria, and Hoshea became his servant and brought him presents. Because of Hoshea's sin, God allowed Shalmaneser the king of Assyria to attack him, and Hoshea paid the king of Assyria off with presents to try to get him to not attack him. 4. And the king of Assyria found conspiracy in Hoshea, for he had sent messengers to So, king of Egypt, and offered no present to the king of Assyria, as he had done year by year. Therefore the king of Assyria shut him up and bound him in prison. At a certain time, Shalmaneser notices that Hoshea has sent messengers to Egypt and has stopped sending Assyria presents. Because of this, Shalmaneser believed that Hoshea was betraying him and turning to Egypt for an alliance. So the king of Assyria actually imprisoned the king of Israel. 5. Then the king of Assyria came up throughout all the land and went up to Samaria and besieged it three years. Shalmaneser surrounded Samaria because he was paranoid that Egypt was going to be able to control Samaria and that he wouldn't get gifts from Samaria anymore. So he surrounded it for three years to keep traffic from going in and out. 6. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria took Samaria and carried Israel away into Assyria and placed them in Hala and in Habor on the river of Gozan and in the cities of the Medes. Because Assyria is paranoid that Israel is in cahoots with Egypt, Syria has kidnapped a lot of Israelites and taken them as servants and slaves. 7. And it was so, because the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord, their God, who brought them up out of the land of Egypt, from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods. He took them out of paganism and out of sin, and then they just ran back to sin again. It's sad when we work against God who is trying to help us. Have you ever known somebody who you try to help and they work against you? Well, that's how God feels when we turn back to our sin. He's always trying to help us, but then we work against him. 8. And walked in the statutes of the nations whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel, which they practiced. God allowed the Israelites to be punished by the pagans to show them that this is not the way. The Israelites are so stubborn, but they're no more stubborn than I used to be. I also was a sinner for many years, and I just never got it. I never could understand that God was on my side and that he wanted to help me. I kept trying to do things on my own, and it's just really pathetic when we think this way.
9. And the children of Israel did impute things that were not right unto the Lord their God, meaning they blamed God for bad things happening to them when they should have blamed their own sin. I did the very same thing when I used to live in sin, and many people do. Satan confuses us into thinking that it's all God's fault that we have problems in our lives. But the reason we have problems is because of our sin. When we turn away from our sin, our life dramatically improves. We have peace, safety, we're satisfied, we're not desperate anymore. It's amazing how things change when you give up your sin. And they built them high places in all their cities, from the tower of the watchman to the fortified city. These high places are pagan altar places. They actually built hills. There are ancient hills all over the world that were actually created. Some people call them mounds. And these are all pagan mounds. The pagans tried to sacrifice high up, close to their gods. 10. And they set them up pillars and asherim upon every hill and under every leafy tree. These are the phallic symbol poles. 11. And there they offered in all the high places, as did the nations whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord. Wicked things, their sexual perversion, prostitution, animal rape, child rape, all kinds of stuff. 12. And they served idols, whereof the Lord had said unto them, You shall not do this thing. One of the Ten Commandments is to not worship idols, but that's exactly what they were doing. 13. Yet the Lord forewarned Israel and Judah by the hand of every prophet and of every seer. Yet from Enoch to Moses to Samuel, every single prophet warned the people to stop sinning saying, Turn ye from your evil ways, and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers, and which I sent to you by the hand of my servants the prophets. They all warned the people. Noah did too. And Jesus did too. Jesus constantly said, Repent and believe. Repent and believe. He didn't just say, Just believe who I am, and then you're set to go. Because Satan believes who Jesus is. Satan believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So if all you ever do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you're not saved. You have to repent. And in Jesus' own statement, the word repent comes first. Without repentance, there is no salvation. And that's why every single prophet in the Old and the New Testament told the people to repent. But today in a lot of churches, they don't tell you to repent. They tell you that all you have to do is believe. But Satan and every demon believes who Jesus is and believes that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. 14. Notwithstanding, they would not hear but harden their neck, like to the neck of their fathers who believed not in the Lord their God. When Christians practice sin willfully, and yet they say they believe in Jesus, it has the same effect on their lives as atheists who claim that they don't believe in Jesus and practice sin. And by the way, willful sin is when you don't even want to repent, when you're satisfied sinning on a daily basis, not to be confused with struggling with sin, which is when you do hate your sin, but you haven't overcome it yet and you need more faith. So if you're in anguish to overcome your sin, that's not the same thing as willful sin. 15. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers, and his testimonies wherewith he testified against them. And they went after things of naught, and became naught, and after the nations that were round about them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. 
They went after idols who were useless, and they themselves became useless, became nothing. They followed after nations who were pagan, who God told them not to follow. 16. And they forsook all the commandments of the Lord their God, and made them molten images, even two calves, and made an Asherah, and worshipped all the host of heaven, and served Baal. They made molten calves, just like the Israelites did in the desert, when Moses was furious with them for doing that. And they had the Asherah pole, which people still have today. The Washington Monument is an Asherah pole. And they worshipped all the host of heaven, which means worshipping the stars. There's lots of witches and New Age people who worship the stars. And they ask the stars about their future. And they served Bel, meaning they sacrificed their children. And through abortion and satanic rituals that go on in the world today, we're constantly sacrificing children. So today, all these same sins are still occurring. 17. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments. This means magic. We watch Harry Potter and think it's so awesome, but it's magic. Magic isn't awesome. Magic is satanic and gave themselves over to do that which was evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him. When we sin willfully and knowingly, we actually provoke the Lord's anger. 18. That the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. This is why the Lord scattered the ten tribes of Israel. They have a long line of pagan kings. Every single king of Israel was a pagan. 20 kings, all in line, one after the other, were all pagans of Israel. And finally, God had had enough. So he finally scattered all 10 tribes, and they ended up in places where they didn't originally intend to be. Some ended up in Assyria. God scattered them into the nations that they were copycatting the practices of. But he left Judah in the land of Judah because of his promise to King David. 19. Also Judah kept not the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statutes of Israel, which they practiced. The land of Judah was also practicing paganism. Not quite as bad because about half of their kings honored the Lord, but even the kings who honored the Lord never made the people stop practicing paganism. There was always some amount of paganism in the land of Judah as well. 20. And the Lord rejected all the seed of Israel, and afflicted them, and delivered them into the hand of spoilers, until he had cast them out of his sight. Even though the Lord loves us, he cannot tolerate our willful sin, and he will reject us after a certain amount of time when he gives us so many warnings. Eventually, he'll just let us go. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't return to him. We can return to him at any instant when we repent and humble ourselves before him and ask him for forgiveness. He will take us back with open arms, but he won't keep pleading with us when we have deaf ears. He'll eventually stop talking to us. 21. For he rent Israel from the house of David, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. And Jeroboam drew Israel away from following the Lord, and made them sin a great sin. Jeroboam the first was the first king after Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth was a son of Saul, and originally some of the people rebelled against King David, and they believed that Saul's line should keep the throne, so they set up Ishbosheth, his son, as king. 
But then Ishbosheth was replaced by Jeroboam, who caused Israel to plunge full on into paganism. Ishbosheth was also practicing paganism, but Jeroboam really made it full blown in Israel. 23 Until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, meaning he expelled Israel from the land of Israel that he had given them, which used to be the land of Canaan. He scattered them himself. It isn't by chance that the Israelites lost their land. It's because of the Lord's discipline against them. They got it back later. They have it again today. But they did lose it for a long period of time because of their sin. As he spoke by the hand of all his servants, the prophets, Joshua had warned the people that they would lose their land if they sinned. Moses warned them. Abraham warned them. All the prophets warned them. Samuel warned them. And they sinned anyway. So Israel was carried away out of their land to Assyria unto this day. 24. And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon, and from Kutha, and from Ava, and from Hamath, and Sepharvim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria, instead of the children of Israel. And they possessed Samaria, and dwelt in the cities thereof. So now pagans from all over are living in Samaria. Samaria was always a pagan capital. So now you'll understand in the New Testament why the Jews hate Samaria, because it symbolizes their own sin, and they don't want to think about their sinful past. So they blame the Sumerians, but their own fathers sinned there. 25. And so it was at the beginning of their dwelling there that they feared not the Lord. Therefore the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. In the Bible and in other ancient manuscripts, and even in Shakespearean literature, it is known that when God has cursed a city, he sends wild animals into the city to eat the people. In some cities in the Western world today, they're having a lot of bears and lions show up, and it's because those cities are cursed by God. Because people practice sodomy, child rape, child sacrifice, murder, robbery, fornication, adultery, and prostitution. 26. Wherefore they spoke to the king of Assyria, saying, The nations which thou hast carried away and placed in the cities of Samaria know not the manner of the God of the land. Therefore he hath sent lions among them, and behold, they slay them, because they know not the manner of the God of the land. 27. Then the king of Assyria commanded, saying, Carry thither one of the priests whom ye brought from thence, and let them go and dwell there, and let him teach them the manner of the God of the land. That's a good idea. The king of Assyria says, Okay, we know that God is attacking Samaria because the pagans don't know him. So now we're going to have the priests from Israel be brought in from the lands where they've been scattered. We'll send some of them in to teach the pagans how to live. 28. So one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel and taught them how they should fear the Lord. This is a beautiful scene, a priest of God teaching pagans how to honor the Lord. 29. Howbeit every nation made gods of their own, and put them in the houses of the high places, which the Samaritans had made, every nation in their cities wherein they dwelt. Even though he taught them how to worship the Lord, they still kept worshiping their idols. 30. And the men of Babylon made Succoth Benoth, and the men of Cuth made Nergal, and the men of Hamath made Ashamah. These are the gods that they made. The Babylonians in Samaria made Succoth Benoth, the Cuthites made Nergal, and the men of Hamath made Ashima. How worthless is a god that you made yourself? It's just an inanimate object. 
31, and the Avites made Nibhaz and Tartak, that is their gods, and the Sephirvites burnt their children in the fire to Adremelech and Anemelech, the gods of Sephirvim. These are different names for the god Molech. The Sephirvites honor the god Molech, but they gave him two different names, and they're still sacrificing their children to him. 32. So they feared the Lord and made unto them from among themselves priests of the high places, who sacrificed for them in the houses of the high places. This is insanity. They want to worship God and worship their pagan gods at the exact same time, and God won't share his place with pagan gods. 33. And they feared the Lord and served their gods after the manner of the nations from among whom they had been carried away. They think they're honoring the Lord because they're doing rituals, but they also want to do rituals to their own gods. You know, there's a lot of Christians today who live the same way. They want to show up for church. They want to show up for the potluck. They want to do rituals. They want to show up for Wednesday night, but they still want to practice all the pagan rituals in their lives. They still want to party on Saturday night. They still want to drink. They still want to tell lies. They still want to listen to dirty jokes. And they think that it's all okay because they showed up for church on Sunday. But that's just like these pagans here who want to worship both the real God and their own gods. 34. Unto this day they do after the former manners. They fear not the Lord, neither do they after their statutes, or after their ordinances, or after the law, or after the commandment which the Lord commanded the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel. Jesus in the New Testament said, I came not to abolish the commandments, but to fulfill them. When Jesus is alive in us, he is fulfilling the commandments, meaning we are obeying the commandments of the Lord. It takes faith for Jesus to be alive in us, and it also takes repentance. We have to die to our own will, and then we can obey the commandments of the Lord. Now, some people say that's work salvation, and it's not. Because work salvation is when you do rituals to be saved. And we'll talk about this more in the New Testament. People have misconstrued definitions in the Bible and twisted them to make a false theology. And they say that obeying the commandments of the Lord is works salvation. But it's not. Obeying the commandments has always been required by God in both the Old and the New Testament. 35. With whom the Lord had made a covenant, and charged them, saying, Ye shall not fear other gods, nor bow down to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. 36. But the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power, and with an outstretched arm, him shall ye fear, and him shall ye worship, and to him shall ye sacrifice. 37. And the statutes and the ordinances, and the law and the commandment, which he wrote for you, ye shall observe to do forevermore, and ye shall not fear other gods. 38. And the covenant that I have made with you, ye shall not forget, neither shall ye fear other gods. Remember the Lord told them over and over in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy what his law was and what his commandments were and that they were to fear him. And we learned when we read those books that his commandments are all about kindness, kindness to us and kindness to our neighbors. When we follow his laws, we actually live better lives than even by following the laws in America. Of course, we're supposed to follow the laws here. But when we read Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, we learned that God's laws are more kind than the laws in our nations today. So we need to follow our laws, but also follow God's laws to be more kind. For instance, 
according to the laws of the nations, if you find something that belongs to your neighbor, you don't have to return it. You don't have to care. You can turn a blind eye and just forget about it and go your way. But according to God's law, if you find something that belongs to your neighbor, you must return it and make sure that they get it back. Because God's law is all about kindness. 40. Howbeit they did not hearken, but they did after their former manner, meaning when they formally practiced paganism, they went back to it. 41. So these nations feared the Lord and served their graven images, their children likewise, and their children's children, as did their fathers, so do they unto this day. Because the Israelites sinned so much, God scattered all ten tribes, excluding the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Levi. He scattered all the other ten tribes, and they went into foreign nations and were forced to honor other gods, because they wouldn't honor the true God when they were in Israel. And a lot of people call this the diaspora, which means the dispersion of the ten tribes of Israel. And that concludes Second Kings chapter 17.